You're listening to episode number 272 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Are you familiar with drunk history? <laughs> oh, very much so. Absolutely, I am. Uh, we just recently discovered it and lost our shit. Well, Mark discovered it, and yeah. then... You know, he's like, you have to watch this. And the first couple episodes, like the early seasons, I'm like, okay, this is funny. It's informative. And the later seasons, I think one guy said it best because he was like, what, shotgunning a beer? Several. The big, the big tall dude. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I, the don't, I don't know who he is. Beard. I don't go. know. But he said, uh, and the host was like, holy shit, dude. He's like, hey, I'm tired of them saying we're not actually drunk on this show. <laughs> and like since then, it has been... I mean, the, the the storytellers are drunker and drunker, and so is the host. I disagree. Uh, no, no, I, no, no, no. I mean, it's I think I think they're they may be on a bender recently, but I've seen. Ooh. There's that one guy that every single time he's on, he ends up on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's way back on season one. Yeah, we fell in love with it. That it was, was funny. Season one. Someone, but it's someone, gotten worse because like season two or three, the host is now sitting on the floor and he's hugging his face, going, "I love you." I'm well, gonna get you on the mat. Well, they, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and they start. They sit, now they're doing stuff in like the tub and stuff. <laughs> like that's it's just wrong. Yeah, it's going off the rails. But yeah, we we discovered it and and. It was funny. Someone had mentioned, or someone had asked, uh, "Oh, hey, so what did you do for the fourth? And it didn't occur to me that we. W- it was very patriotic. Yeah, we were. We, we watched, watched drunk history, history all day on nothing the fourth. But history shows. <laughs> that is day. how we celebrated the birth of our nation. <laughs> awesome. Did they? <coughs> excuse me. Did they happen to show the drunk history of Las Vegas while they were? They did. The, uh, well, nice. That was a good one, wasn't we, it? We did, I think we saw that one last night. So we didn't actually sit on the fourth. But yeah, we saw it. Um, yeah. it no, it was a good one. And funny when they got to the, uh, uh, what's his name with the flamingo? Bugsy Siegel yes. and Billy Walkerson. Mark is like, all right, let's see. So at the end of it, I'm like, so how'd they do? He's like, well, they got they got all the high points. Yeah. You know. I was like, so you realize that's kind of, that puts the rest of the show into well, a sort it, of rest well, and, and, and being a guy that, that does editing, you know, it, it makes sense that, I like, I think about me being drunk and how much that story means to me. Oh, I would have hit every it, detail and it would have taken me two weeks to tell that story. Yes. So I'm sure the editors are like, I'm sure that guy probably knew all his shit. 
And they're like, oh, we got to cut this. We just got to hit the high points, man. This is this story's going Mark was not way laughing too long. nearly as much during the Vegas episode as he was on all the others because he was like, wait, I'm gonna see what I know or I don't. And there was a fact that you didn't know. Oh no no no! I had only forgot for a moment. Oh really? So yeah. you, you knew about the like the agreement uh, that was signed at the close down. Oh no 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 no! I did. Yeah no, you're all right. Yeah, I I I didn't know that the agreement that the casinos signed that said they would no longer be racially segregated was known as the Moulin uh, the Moulin Rouge Accord. agreement or court or something yeah. like that. I, I knew that they had done that. I didn't know that that's what it was called. So I was like, oh, cool. I did learn something new. Well, and, and am I a real asshole for not thinking that Wilbur Clark wasn't the giant asshole that I think they wanted him to be portrayed to be? Um, Wilbur Clark was okay. The whole episode, Mark's like, "Oh yeah, he was a, he was a total dick." He, he was kind of a kind of. I, I didn't say that, but um, yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I, uh, but he was kind of a dick. He uh, the the thing that Wilbur did is well, for one, he did. I, I don't I don't know about that whole fire thing, but he did kind of railroad that that other guy by by jockeying for uh, uh, making sure that the, that the train station was going to stop on his side and basically I, I mean I don't know if that's his fault or if he just got I don't know I don't know why I'm trying to defend William Clark at this I don't point know why you are either. but a- anyway so the, the, the thing about William Clark that really kind of made him a dick was he advertised to all these people in California and the surrounding area that if you came to Vegas that you know it would cost you a hundred bucks to get a plot of land so you fucking got everybody you know coming and a hundred bucks is a shit ton of money at that time and so he gets all these people who would like like if you came there they would pay for your bus ticket like if you ended up buying land or whatever and the thing that he ended up doing is they had way more people show up than they had land so as a you know we today would look at it as as being capitalist but at the time these were people who kind of did everything or they they put everything in towards going oh my god this is my opportunity i'm gonna go to las vegas and i'm gonna i'm gonna get this land and it's 100 bucks it's everything that i've got and, and i'm on a on a train to go here and he's like yeah okay so yeah, so these are like three hundred apiece now because there's just way too many of you here, and and, and you know you got to cut up the value now. Now there's too much people. Are like, fuck, am I gonna do now? I, I every dime I have, I sunk into getting here to buy this. Like, no, sorry. I'm like, oh, I love it. I love it. I loved every bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else I love? Yeah. Oh, when we start the show, because he's Mark, she's Karen, I'm Tony, and as always, we start with Random Vegas. During Luxor's grand opening in 1993, ATM machines dispensed over $4 million in its first 12 days. We got that from the book Super Casino. <laughs> it doesn't sound nearly as impressive today when if things cost a billion dollars to build. I, just, I, think Tony, I think Tony missed a couple of words in his intro, which is why I was laughing, but that's okay. I think you just fucked up the fact that it broke in. Okay, maybe. Yeah. It sounded funny to me. I thought it was funny, yeah. and you decided to give me shit for whatever. Okay, I'm sorry if I messed up the flow. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get that. I get that. It's Luxor's grand opening. Yeah. Four million 19... dollars in two days. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I, I don't know. Like to me, like that's how jaded I've become. Following Vegas for seven, eight year, ten year, whatever the fuck it is now at this point. But when you're like four million dollars, like four million dollars cost more than that to build restaurants nowadays. <laughs> like not even build them, renovate them. <laughs> so yeah. Fuck your. Well, what we're gonna do though. 
is we're going to put in in our inflation calculator that thanks to Karen I've learned about. So we know exactly what $4 million in 1993 actually looked like. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to build the expense. (laughs) I mean, mainly because I got to make sure I've got the right. Build the suspense. Suspense. (laughs) Not not, he said expense. I'm going to build the expense. I know. I didn't put it together until you. I was like, oh, is that what he meant? (laughs) I didn't know where he was going with this. Seven million dollars. All right, that's not that's not helping. <laughs> that's it. So two restaurants. I don't. Yeah. But still, four million dollars coming out of an ATM machine. It makes me wonder. Like, how much do those things hold? Just a ballpark. What, 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 what would you I think an have ATM? I've never worked would hold? in the banking industry. I have no fucking idea. I'm especially asking. no, especially since the ones that I'm used to. I've never taken money out of an ATM in a casino. Number one. Well, yeah. Number two, the casinos that I have only dispense twenties. Nothing higher. Or the casinos. ATMs that I'm used to. <laughs> casinos. Only dispense 20. You're like, like, I like cash in for five grand, 20, 40, 60. I'm like, oh, come on, man. I can't at least get hundreds. No, no, ma'am. The no. ATMs that I'm used to only dispense 20s. Nothing higher. If you want anything higher than that, you have to go in, which is why it's always a pain in the ass when we're getting ready to get our So what I'm to to asking. I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, what I'm asking you to use your imagination. Time Magazine in 2010 <laughs> said that the average machine can hold as much as $200,000. Oh, Jesus Christ. So they're refilling that thing several times a day. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty That's pretty cool. Well, it probably backs right up to Which the Which also kind of wall. surprises me. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, they probably got cash in the back. Like, as as they're getting cash from the front of the house, they're running it to the back so they can shove it in the ATM they machine. They probably don't have, never have to approach it from the front. They just keep filling it up from the back. Yeah, I know, but it's funnier to think of it that way. Think of this little sort of, like, running around. I hope they use that voice when right. they're <laughs> Exactly. The guy pushing the car is like, oh, oh my God, we got to get it in there. <laughs> All right. Tell me about the twit pick of the week. For almost 25 years, this occupied the space currently home to the Mirage. This is what Steve Wynn was looking at when he parked his car across the street from the Sands in the late 80s and allowed his imagination to wander, seeking inspiration for a plan for his recently acquired real estate on the Strip. This would be the first ground-up project on the Strip for the owner of the Golden Nugget and the idea that would either take him to the next level or destroy him. What he came up with was an idea so huge, not only would it accomplish the former, it would revolutionize Las Vegas. The Mirage would reinvent what people's understanding of what a hotel casino could be, setting new records in the market in just about every category a record had been previously established. Fun fact, the Castaways font used on the property's marquee, not the ones used on the building frontage shown here, is the font that this show uses to watermark the Twitter handle of each week's Twit Pick of the Week. This week, that handle belongs to at Binion's LV. Did you know that? Did you know we're using that font? I did not. Boom, drop some knowledge. I love all the little inside things that only I know about and almost no one cares about. <laughs> it amuses me, and that's 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 my goal. We, we all know that's that's only part of the point. I've, I've, listen, yeah, I've said from like, day one, yep. I don't know what these people want. Yep. I know what I think is interesting. They just happen to seem to like the things that I think are interesting. Which I'm, I'm totally good with. That's why I show up every week. Yeah. This is like the third time I've heard him twist the, the little cork <laughs> out of whatever it is he's <laughs> drinking. He comes out <laughs> to steer it. It's like, I would oh. like to thank Tom Twiddell 
who is a very loyal uh, listener of ours, <laughs> provided me a outstanding birthday gift during 360 Vegas Vacation 6. Okay. He brought me a bottle of Blanton's bourbon. And just to put in perspective what generosity Tom has. Oh, by the way, he is at Vegas underscore nerd. Uh, this is a, at least in Michigan, this bottle retails for $70. So nice. this guy is wow. a hell of a mofo. So thanks. <laughs> it's okay. I can hear, and can Good. hear the glass. I know, right? Clinky, clinky, clinky. I like it. This is going to be a fun show. I know, right? Let's move into the news. Or, or, or as, as always. always. Oh, as hey, always. That part too. We will, we will link to the photo on our blog, feature it on all our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which you should be seeing right now. Let's move into the news. Helping you out there, Tony. That was brilliant. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. See, this is what happens when I don't print off my script. I just scrolled up to the news, and I was like, "Oh wait, I still have more parts that I should be reading here." I, I, got, I got your back. Too. I don't understand you and paper. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I just, I just like having it in front of me. I like holding it in my hand. Here, here's the it's thing. Very Freudian of me. I, I understand. Because if I'm ever doing a presentation, I would rather have a piece of paper in my hand than my iPad. I do not understand. Because my iPad, if I don't scroll it right, then all of a sudden I look down like, oh shit, where the hell am I? Versus paper, I can, the way that I set mine up, I can quickly flip to it. So I completely, completely get, especially, I think lawyers and accountants are both paper-based professions. Wouldn't you agree, Tony? Oh, 100%. I mean, what's the one thing you probably tell most of your clients? Paper trail, paper trail, paper trail. It's the same thing I say to my clients. Yeah, but that's... I can... What? That, that's that's metaphorical now. We, it it's tw- is. No, that is. Because most, most of my files now are... I don't keep it in paper if I know it's a trail electronically. But I also, whenever I'm on legal hold at work, I can also tell them all the files are in this directory and, and this email folder. And, and it's the same thing. But we are still a very paper-driven industry or a profession that we're in. So I completely understand... His af- af- uh, affinity for paper. No exaggeration. I haven't written anything but my signature on a piece of paper in two years. Congratulations. <laughs> and I also Where's have my n- big boy. I also-, <laughs> <laughs> big boy. <laughs> I also have no ability to write in cursive anymore. <laughs> Even my signature is 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 squabbles. I guess not squabbles. Yeah. Squib- squibbles. Scri- scribbles. Scribbles. <laughs> Squabbles is the. Fight. I wanted it to be something else than <laughs> Scribble. I knew Scribbles was one of them, but I'm like, there's got to be another wonkier version. I don't know. <laughs> By the way, I think I may have said blood content level. Blood. <laughs> I meant to say blood alcohol content. <laughs> oh, we got a show. <laughs> to, to which Mitchell just on Twitter said, "Oh, I can't wait to hear this podcast." <laughs> all right, all right. So before before we Tony totally gets blackout drunk, talk to me about the sports betting hierarchy. Now that sports gambling is legal in all states, it's being predicted that Nevada will fall from the number one to the number four sports betting market in the U.S. by 2023. <gasps> I know, right? <laughs> Gasp, you say. The, mar- the, mar- the market is expected to grow 
from the current 1.1 billion in annual revenue to 5.2 billion during that time. New Jersey and Pennsylvania are both predicted to generate over 300 million, and New York is projected to more than double that at 700 million. Until this year, Nevada was the only state that could take single bet single game bets on sports. I don't know what that means. Single game bets. I, I, would you, does that mean you have to like parlay all the other stuff before? Like, uh, oh, I bet you that is Probably. what it is. That makes sense because you're like, because then you, you can can't, bet on one game, but otherwise you have to come in and bet on multiple games. Right. And so the then it's, that you're win. Ex- and on top of that, that you could actually fix a game because then you'd have to fix like 20 games. Right. Yeah. That or, makes sense. Or three. Or three. <laughs> I know. For me, it's always got to be way over the top. <laughs> Lawmakers in New York were unable to pass legislation in this year's session to regulate the sports betting, but re- to, regu- to regulate the sports betting. <laughs> <laughs> but reassured it will be top of mind when they reconvene in 2019. New York could also become the first state to partner with sports leagues seeking royalties for data provided from games. The angle leagues like the NBA are taking to get a cut of the action while keeping at least one degree of separation from the industry shunned by professional sports leagues for a millennia. As is common, when gaming expands into local markets across the U.S., lawmakers are projected to lose their fucking minds when it comes to tax revenues generated from gambling. Nevada charges a flat 6.7% tax on all gaming revenues. Pennsylvania legislation is expected to charge 36%. Other states are projected to fall in between the 15 to 20% range. But doesn't that tell you how much money that makes when you get people who have had their gaming in, in Nevada all this time and paying 6% and they're like, we're going to charge you 30%. Like, I fucking I don't give a shit. Well, yeah, and I think that also speaks to the volume of it that was going through Nevada. What will be interesting is if the Nevada tax stays at the 6% level. Or if they truly fall from number one in revenues down, well, I, is the state going to look at it and go, oh, shit, we need more money off of this and, and tax people more for it? Well, see, here's the interesting thing about it is Nevada isn't expected to lose any money that they make annually. It's just all these other people are going to make now even more than they ever did. Well, they weren't making any, so. Well, but but what I mean is it's going to be more than the market ever made before. Well, yeah, because, because now people don't have to illegally go to bookies. They right, exactly. honestly go to a casino and then have to worry about getting their legs broke if they can't pay. Right. Just put the money up front. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I just I, I do think it's interesting that the rate in Nevada, if it stays the same or if at some point it will balance out closer to what some of the other states are paying. I mean, they haven't made any adjustments when Jersey and all the other locals started to expand and do things. So I, I can't that's imagine it's change. Just recently. I'm thinking like 20 term. years. Not on sports betting. Oh, not sports betting. No, but other gaming like they've all charged ridiculous amounts for their fucking uh, uh, taxes on that. And Nevada's never moved from it. Like, or at least they have. It's been very minimal. Wait, So Nevada has. Low taxes on gambling revenues, and they have no state income tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tourists pay for everything. That's right. <laughs> Yay! Every time I come into town at Marathon Monster, she's like, "Thanks for paying my salary. No. Thanks for paying my property taxes. Right. Thanks for paying for my kids to go to school." I'm like, oh, "Only for you." Like, this sounds even better all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right, so this sounds delightfully dirty. Fries in pies are coming. See, I always thought fries and pies 
but I, I, in does sound and dirtier. <laughs> I, I don't think it was supposed to be dirty. I think it's supposed to be fries in pies. Like, well, if you say it that like way, in it pies, like... right? See, <laughs> I know. I didn't until he said it, and then you said it again. I'm like, nope, nope, still sounds dirty. <laughs> That's right. But if all it is is a fry in the pie, yeah, I, I wouldn't be happy. <laughs> nice. Well played, Karen. I'm just saying. A Vegas local restaurant concept called Fries and Pies is opening in the space recently vacated by the New York staple Papaya King Hot Dogs. Located in the plaza across the street from Hard Rock, the 1,500-plus square foot restaurant will serve poutine and pizza. That's right in my, that's right in my wheelhouse right there. Unless it's fancy poutine. You, you should see him. He's all excited about poutine. Poutine. He, his hands are rolling and everything else. <laughs> right. He's like, oh my God, poutine. Really? Because it looks disgusting. I'm not poutine that in my mouth. Uh, every oh, time. I know I did it. Every I I did time. It. I believe I you promised that you were going to retire that joke. Uh, but then I vaguely remember it. dinner, maybe. You being like, no, 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 just, no. I'm so proud of it. I very, I very clearly remember saying. Oh, seconds before it even escaped your mouth, I'm like, no, you won't. <laughs> There's no way that you're going to retire this. <laughs> I, you remember it your way. I choose to remember it my way. <laughs> While the full menu has yet to be released, Eater Vegas shared a recently teased Philly, che Philly cheese steak poutine prepared on sweet potato fries, duck fat fries, or roasted cauliflower. Oh, roasted cauliflower. Yum. That sounds disgusting. It, oh, honestly, are you kidding me? no, roasted cauliflower is actually really good. But when you're eating poutine, you don't want it on top of a fucking vegetable. You uh, want the potato. Well, you well know, I was going to say, potatoes. isn't a potato a vegetable? <laughs> it is. And I can't say it's a fruit because it's not. Yes, it is. But you don't. You want it on a potato. Yeah. Or you want it on duck fat fat fries? Holy yeah, crap! Hello, yummy. I will say as appealing as. But color, I will say this roasted cauliflower is really good. I'm just gonna say that. That's, that's fine. Teach their own, I guess. <laughs> as appealing as a Philly cheesesteak poutine sounds, the picture they shared on social media was fucking disgusting. It's gross. Or I mean, so says the man with. So says the man with a palate of a small child. <laughs> There's something more than just the potatoes, the gravy, and the cheese curds on there. I don't want See, it. See, but I've had a fried egg on it. I've had bacon. I've had things on there that uh, that I, I are in my wheelhouse. So I would think a cool. Philly cheese steak would only have like the the very thinly sliced steak. And no, cheese. I agree. Like it didn't. Like I, that's what I was expecting. It just didn't look like that. It, it looked disgusting. <laughs> All right. Well, I yeah. guess folks will have to yeah. go and take a look and I see guess. if they agree with your opinion. Yeah, and you can. There's a link on the blog or in the enhanced podcast. Boop, boop. Fries and pies is projected to open. <laughs> Fries and pies is projected to open at the end of July with hours of operations planned for 11 a.m. to 4 a.m. daily. Is that your new sound effect for the enhanced <laughs> podcast? <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. I was inspired at that moment. What are the enhanced podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't sound like that. Just for full disclosure, as far as I know, uh, an enhanced podcast has never made that noise before. <laughs> just a Mark's head, but he might add that sound effect in just because. <laughs> Every <laughs> I, I pioneer the technology for some reason. Every time you touch a title, blah, blah, blah. It's like you can silence or, the clicks on your phone, but that one, if but you that you can't. Doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> like what the fuck, dude. <laughs> When it becomes even more aggressive when you don't touch it to check out the image. <laughs> that would be like Mark going, hey, hey, I want to throw his effort to put this God. here. Bloop, bloop. <laughs> Fucking look at it, assholes. 
Look at me! Look at me! <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Tell me about legal weed exceeding projection. That's what I know, Tony. Are you, are you on a mic there? <laughs> That's what I know. He's hammered. He goes, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, 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 all right. What the hell is that from? Are you talking about the one where um, what's his name is like all right, all right, all right, because he's actually high? No, no, no. There's some. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I don't remember. What is that? I don't know. It's gonna drive me crazy. I know not of what you speak. Legal weed exceeds projections. Tony said that, but he was way off mic. In no fucking shit news. The Las Vegas Sun is reporting that recreational marijuana tax revenue has exceeded its initial 12-month projections. Originally projected to generate $50.3 million annually. As of April, it has generated $55.53 million. Seemingly confirming that those who have bought into the muronization of Las Vegas have little to no clue why people come to visit Sin City. In the last decade... The city previously known for progressive decision-making, if only because there was a profit to be made in it, has fallen behind on things like the aforementioned and gay marriage and a host of other things that I didn't list, but I felt, I felt two examples weren't enough, and I, just, I really wanted to drill in the muronization thing. I feel like I failed you all. While there have been successes, projects like City Center and High Roller have radically missed the projected mark. Currently, the plans to transform Monte Carlo into Park MGM are trending to challenge City Center as the worst financial investment MGM Resorts has ever made. That's saying a lot. Yeah. So what's funny is what's made the city the most amount of revenue is not something a major corporation has come in and said, we're going to do this and it's going to draw everybody there. It's something legislative... Okay. that other states have done first and saw success with. And Vegas is like, all right, we already have every other vice in the world. We'll add this one, and let's just see what happens. Yeah, I mean... It, and it, it exceeds the revenue uh, projections before it's supposed to. Yeah. So don't trust the companies. Yeah. It's, Go it's with just, what the people yeah, like. Yeah, it's just disappointing because I hate <laughs> being this guy. I, I hate being the guy that's like... Oh my God, Jim Yurden doesn't know what the fuck's going on, or these well, businesses don't know what's going on. It's like, guys, you're just not thinking. Like, you're not even fucking. Tr That's what's annoying. You're not trying. Like uh, the high roller, like, oh, the high roller's gonna put pack in this many people. It's gonna make this much money. Like, no, it's not. It's a fucking giant Ferris wheel. Like, it's not going to attract people to Las Vegas. People who are already coming and be like, hey, let's go check that thing out one time. So, so I think you you um, segued the focus of the story from the fact that legalized weed has done better than projected into. Compare it to something else that's failed massively, not once, but twice, that you personally <laughs> find you have an issue with, which is, you know, Jim Murin and urinization and all yeah, that. Yeah, it's just... So I, that's what I think is funny. Okay. I, I was trying to go back to, this is this is where the state of Nevada can find right in listening to what the people want, not what a corporation tells you to do. Because <laughs> yeah. I do think, I'm surprised MGM, MGM. so if, if the whole park MGM thing translates into their biggest failure even bigger than the whole city center thing it's 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 holy shit it's investment reward ratio it's not like not that because they dropped like fucking eight billion into city center so obviously it can't rival that but it's just well no it's a, it's a return on investment yes so whatever, that's, that's what I was whatever for, capital yeah. you sink into it you need to expect to get 
revenues out of it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Yeah. So if proportionately the capital that they sink into city center doesn't match up with the revenue and, you know, versus the capital they put into Park MGM. Yeah. I, yeah. It could be a bigger failure on percentage standpoint. Yeah. For the record, that's a self-projection. I have no math to back that up. Oh, well. <laughs> Tony, help. Tony, help. Help. I, I don't. Help. I'm going to. All right. So I have a couple observations. Please help. I love the idea that I love the idea that I got everybody kind of roped him like, holy shit. Did you hear? Oh, my God. I can't wait to see those numbers. Like, oh, I just made that up. I don't I don't know. I wish you would have told me that before I started stating it as fact. Oh, it helped. Tony. It helped sell it. <laughs> Tony, help. I got a couple of thoughts. Oh, Thought good. number one is. Isn't it fair, though, to say that the marijuana aspect has been as successful because it's able to lock itself into an already what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas um, theme that's been built years before legal marijuana came around? Yeah. So my point is, is I I think that legal marijuana is doing well only because of in the casinos and this whole what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas mantra that we've become accustomed to. That's well, I guess, one. so, but point hold on, two. counterpoint okay. point number one is um, it's done well in all the, all the, all other states where it hasn't been a what happens in the state stays in the state or the city, so... That fair, but the but my point is, why is it exceeding expectation? Because they probably looked at other places like Colorado, oh, I see what he's where saying, it's been yeah. legalized, and they said, okay, here's what these states have done. We can anticipate that we'll probably do this or maybe a little bit better than because okay. we've got Vegas. And then, lo and behold, they blow it out of the water because people are coming to Vegas, and they're like, okay, here's even more of a reason to go to the what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Okay. I know a fair number yep. of folks in our community that that go to Vegas and 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 enjoy a legal product that they would never do it in their home right. their home yeah, yeah. state because it's it's that sort of again what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas mentality so i think that's point number 1 point number 2 is you you and i've said this on the show before but i will repeat myself the casinos they can't tie themselves to this medical marijuana while it's at least illegal at the federal level yeah. the last thing any of these casinos want is for the feds to, to drop in and be like all right you're allowing weed on the casino floor in the and, and realistically it wouldn't even be on the casino floor it'd be there the casinos are taking a blind eye to what's happening in the hotel rooms yeah. but it's still on the same property that still has a casino license that's why they have to do their part and and frankly i'm i'm impressed and i i i, I hope they will continue to do so keep what happens at the state level outside of your doors which still have a federal impact on you and i think that may be why we're seeing a a disjointed nature between the casinos and, and medical or legal marijuana. I, I just, the thing that's always disappointed me is this is a city that if only because there was a profit in it was always progressive in, in a lot of things. And they seem to have radically fallen behind. Like when, when recreational marijuana first started coming out, why weren't they the first ones that jumped on it? When gay marriage became a thing, why didn't they jump on that right away? It's like, come on. Like, it seems like you guys have lost your way. Like, you, you got so focused on money over here that you forgot about money over here that nobody's doing. 
you know, you're you're so focused on like, hey, everybody else has done this before. We're going to start doing it. Let's let's start charging for parking. Like, or the thing, the new thing, do that thing. But but charging for parking gets the casinos money. Mar- marijuana does not get the casinos any money. Yeah. Okay. I so, guess. Yeah. But yeah. But marriage separate. didn't. Marriage well, it, the, the, I will concede with you, Mark, the point about the gay marriage. The casinos missed out because they really could have. Yes. Well, if Nevada yeah. would have legalized it, yeah. that would have been a direct opportunity for the casinos oh my to God, yes. monetize oh, that huge. aspect. Yeah. And so I get why Nevada may have, because you're right, Mark, your concept of there's this major thing over here, i.e. the casinos, and then there's this little thing other over here that could be making money, i.e., marijuana but if that's illegal and you can't tie that into what is otherwise 90 yeah. percent of the employment status that's, of yeah. nevadans I, I i mean i guess my point is i understand why but i will i will agree with you and i've said this from day one i think nevada completely missed the mark with with gay marriage and and they could have really used an opportunity and frankly i mean a friend of the show josh and raj i mean they're constantly posting things from vegas that is very um you know gay friendly and the opportunities that are out there and i just think to myself it's there yep there that was but i digress yeah it's silly no i agree with you you're totally right that that does yeah yeah almost apples and oranges (laughs) how about divas closing or divas live closing the, <laughs> not live. Right. Divas are not closing. Just in general, that's not happening. Right. However, the long-running female impersonator show Divas Live, starring Frank Marino, abruptly closed at the link last week. But Vegas reports that sources say this all stems from a fraud investigation surrounding the show's collection of funds for charity. The show publicizes that proceeds from the sales of their merchandise are donated to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Wait, wait, wait. Those aren't actually women up on stage? That's fraudulent. I want my money back. That's why you love the show so much. You're like, wait, hold on, what? It just feels right. I thought that was Cher and Bette Midler. I don't know why. It just feels right. (laughs) Eventually, Marino admitted he recently has not been giving the money to charity, but said it was due to his own neglect. To rectify the situation, Marino says he's calculated what was due to the Make-A-Wish Foundation based on past customary contributions and is willing to throw in a substantial amount on top of that to make the situation right. Gaming Control Board is now reviewing the situation. The RJ reports that the show plans to reopen at a new property this fall. However, results of said investigation will no doubt dictate if and or when that happens. Dude, it's the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Come on. I... Yeah, that's uh, here's the deal. He's been caught, and he's like, okay, okay, okay. You know what? Here's what here's what's usually fault. been given, and I'm just gonna give a shit ton of more yeah. than that, just to try to make like if everything goes well. This is one of those rare occasions where I will say, being able to throw money at a problem, I know, right? Gets you out of legal <laughs> trouble. But the issue that I have with it is, it took somebody like looking into this to realize yeah. you were advertising you were collecting for charity, and then you didn't give to the fucking charity, and let alone 
The Make-A-Wish make Foundation. Wish, right? <laughs> for of, dying kids. Of all the charities that, that you... Mark doesn't even like kids. Yeah, the dying kids? Make-A-Wish, yeah. Don't, don't like take money fat. from them. Right. <laughs> if they're dying, let's make their few moments happy. I, I mean, almost don't have to deal with them any longer. Can we reward them for that? Whatever makes their last few years comfortable. <laughs> I'm good with that. But no, I mean, that's that's the thing that bothers bothers me the yeah, most about I agree. This. That's where it's kind of... he's made a shitload of money. Yeah. And... and Quite honestly, I've never seen a show, so yeah, I can't yeah. compliment. I, but I have no interest in seeing the show. Yeah, I look yeah. at it and go, yeah. "Okay, so you're pretending to be somebody else, and congratulations, you're a man uh, pretending to be a woman." Ray, good luck. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm going to pay to see that. I like the idea of that being on their next poster. 360 Vegas Karen says, "Hooray! I'm a man <laughs> pretending to be a woman. Hooray!" <laughs> good for you. I, At this I just, point, that might be the only thing he'll do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I hope I don't get quoted. It'd be hilarious. Um, but I, that's the part that bothers me about this. Like I know. he, he had to know that it wasn't happening. I'll, I'll if give, you're advertising that you're donating to this to this charity and you don't, yeah. there's some shitty. Bu- he no no no. Listen, this is not back in the day where you're like, oh, I said I was going to do this and wait, the money never got there. No 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 no. no Th- that I, doesn't happen in today's day and age. I I. I, I I can defend him in as far as saying that there have been things that that we have been doing that I've completely lost track of. We. But. This is our our small little dog and pony show. But, but, I've never pledged to anything like that. Like, like the things I've forgotten about are things I'm like, well, that's not that important. That's kind of a thing. That's kind of a big thing. Kind of a big thing. (laughs) Especially if you're drawing people in saying, hey, we're going to donate to Make-A-Wish if you buy tickets. I know. Like, like it's, it's, it's. Undefendable if it's something that they actively promote, like in the show, like they say in the show. Like, but if it's like something you put up on a sign, and you're like, "What? Well, I just I forget a piece. I, of, I just forgot you, about if it." If you put it out there anywhere that you're donating, yeah. and probably it's going to be. I'm on. trying to defend a sliver of this but removed, just stop. removed just from stop. removed from the Make a Wish thing. Just stop. <laughs> Just stop. You know what? I, I being the good defense attorney that I am, I'm going to make the argument. He just didn't know what the PayPal account was. He, was, <laughs> he had it there to transfer. He was ready. He was ready. No, that didn't. He, no. he, he no. emailed him. I'm like, I just need your account number. I just need. I just need your email. And he was like, This is spam. Uh, I am a there. prince. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I only I need ten thousand dollars to help me get to the U.S. and then I'll give you two ten million <laughs> for your charity. That's right. Exactly. All right, all right, all right. Oh, probably someone that was a subject of the Divas Live, Britney Spears, has an MGM residency. Continuing the long-standing tradition of poaching shows from one another, MGM's Park Theater continues to draw big names to set up residencies in their new venue. Wait, is is it open yet? Park? Yeah, it's Park been Theater. Open for like a year. Park Theater? Yeah. So, but you just can't stay there. Or wait, you can't. Well, no, there. you can stay oh, wait, in the active construction to, zone. You yes, have you to can. Walk down an alley to get into yeah. it. Oh, okay. Just, just <laughs> <That's check. right. laughs> this time, they lured Britney Spears away from Caesars Entertainment to the tune of half a million dollars a show, a new record for a headliner on the strip. Spears recently completed her four year run at Planet Hollywood, a residency that earned Caesars. $138 million, including a record-setting $1.1 million per ticket for her final performance on New Year's Eve. Spears' two-year residency at the park begins in 2019. Good for fucking her. She's in her, what, what her mid-30s? Early 30s? Yeah, yeah. probably. Uh, Tony, do you want to go first her. on this one? 
I actually have very little, other than I'm skeptical that $1.1 million a ticket. Well, scalping, clearly. I'm annoyed by you scalpers and the people, even, uh, but more by the people who paid the scalpers. <laughs> so, so here's the thing that I'm annoyed by. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. So she's getting paid a half million a show, which is a new record for a headliner in the strip. Yeah. Compared to Elton John, compared to Cher, compared to Celine Dion, who I will never go see just out of principle, but she's very talented. Britney Spears doesn't fucking sing. It doesn't, she's an entertainer. It doesn't. Bruno Mars. I I like that you're throwing names out there, but no one's paying for those ticket prices. Like, you're annoyed. Like, why aren't you paying him more money? I don't fucking want to. Why is Bob? Crosby steals a Nash. (laughs) I'm I'm thinking about relevant people that I'm like, why is Britney Spears making more money per show than these people are? Why is Paris Hilton a fucking thing? Okay, well, Why do you okay. watch Maury fucking Povich? Well, that's just funny. No. Oh, no. Kara. No, it is not. Oh, my God, that you are not the no. father. Is the no, it is not. Ever. No, it is not. You were encouraging the worst <laughs> nope. of we're human not. existence. Nope. Yep. You were encouraging them to act like the pieces of shit they are. But I would at least pay to go see somebody that has talent and can actually sing. If you think about all the shows that I've But refused, you will then patronize and encourage people to fucking I don't pay run money around. For that. Yes, you do. No, you entertain it, and they get advertising dollars for people like you watching it not if i dvr it's, it. it's not there i know no you're, <laughs> you're like one of those people that i'm telling you know what's illegal to download things well i don't know that like what do you mean you don't know that no like, uh, the, that the is not even ha- true that is not no even people true. have done that what you're doing is the same thing like i don't watch the commercials like it doesn't matter you tune into the fucking show they don't get right. any money out of my pocket i'm not illegally downloading music you're doing the same thing no you're, yeah no you're, i'm not there's a you're drawing a, a huge leap i am not drawing yes, a are. huge leap. It Wait, is, I didn't know it was a little to download music. It is perpendicular to one another. Just because you don't watch the commercials doesn't mean you don't know that they're making money from well, you watching the show. Here's what it comes down to. It's she she sees the commercial for Snuggle and goes, well, fine, I got to buy Downey. Well, Whoa. that doesn't matter. You're seeing <laughs> the image. It, okay. it pays for Snuggle to can have we, their commercials on Can we go back to Britney Spears being the highest paid artist in Vegas? I know. I'm not, just, I, listen, she's I'm, not I'm, an I'm artist. As, I'm as troubled with it okay, as thank you. you are. All right, so you get my point. You get my point. Yes. Okay, she doesn't sing. She can barely dance. She's not a singer. She's, she's an entertainer. She can barely dance. I don't care. At least Jennifer Lopez can dance her ass off. She can't fucking sing, but she can dance. Britney can't do either. You know what's interesting about you is that you bitch about Celine Dion, who can sing no, she can. because of the way she sings, and then Jennifer Lopez, who can just, she can sing. She doesn't have a great range or anything. Like, she can't sing. Like, why? Because she, she doesn't sing. have a great range, which you would hate if she had a great range. No, I, I hate Celine Dion because I can't watch her. She can sing. I can listen to her all day. That's fine. I can't physically watch her because she drives me insane. Go, and and I know go to concert and close your eyes or watch the screen on the back. I'm not going to pay that much to close my eyes. <laughs> I want you, you to that? sit in this. I want you to go get a seat, and then I just Front want you to row. go back to where the entire show. Right. Is. <laughs> and when she goes, I'm sorry, woman. Why are you facing away from me? Why are you not watching my incredible show? I'm like, look, look, look. You sound great. You're gonna be like, don't make me watch you. That just don't English make me. isn't your even third language. <laughs> All right, tell me about the resort's world progress. Using photographic evidence. Which I love that this is a story. Vital Vegas shared that resort's world is 
actually making progress on their project located on the land formerly home to the Stardust. Resorts World announced an updated timetable on the project in May of 2017. Since then, progress has progress progress has moved slowly. <laughs> that word's so, funny. Progress. So, so <laughs> slowly. Not just slowly. Yeah. So it's, slowly. It's difficult to ascertain when active progress began on what appears to be an additional nine floors added to the structure that has sat abandoned in the desert sun for over a decade. Those updated plans claim the project is expected to be complete in 2020. Like you get the impression at some point they're like, going, oh, fuck, we got to get this thing done in like six months. <laughs> it's like, go, 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 I, go. I just think this is funny because every time we've been to Vegas, you're like, nothing's fucking happened. Nope. Nothing is fucking That's happening. That's not true. Remember the last time we were oh there, God. we're driving past, I go, are those, is that taller? I think it's a little bit taller. Ever since this project was announced, people are like, hey, they have cranes. They have all this. Right. You're like, nothing, nothing's fucking happening. Yes, cranes are there. Nothing's well, happening. Well, it's true. It's true until, like, the last time. I'm convinced they only started, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> if even then. If even then. It's an optical illusion. They have mirrors. <laughs> Mirrors? So they're actually putting mirrors up to make it look like it's taller. I will say this. So Copperfield. Hey, if Copperfield can make the Statue of Liberty disappear, Resorts World can make it look a little bit taller. Nine floors, bitch. That's not hard. What an outstanding segue, brother, because we've got some replica royalties. In 2011, a stamp featuring the face of the iconic Statue of Liberty was released by the United States Postal Service. Three months later, it was discovered that the photo selected for the stamp didn't belong to the actual Statue of Liberty, but the replica in Las Vegas. A federal judge ruled this week that the United States Postal Service owed the sculptor of the Statue of Liberty replica at New York, New York, $3.5 million for copyright infringement. The defense argued that this mistake was proof that the replica was so close to the original, it was indistinguishable and therefore couldn't be copywritten. The court sided with the prosecution who argued the replica's features were more, quote, fresh-faced, sultry, and sexier than the real thing and thus the reason why a photo of it was selected for the stamp even if those who made the selection weren't consciously aware of the differences. Don't feel bad for the U.S. Postal Service. They made $70 million in profit off of said stamp. See, what I want to see now is like side-by-side photos it is. of the two. It is. There is a difference. I, I never saw it before until they mentioned this because that's the first thing I said. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. There's not a di-. And you look at it, you're like, oh, shit, there's a difference. Yeah. Right? Because the other one is old faced mm-hmm. and frumpy yeah and that's the opposite of fresh faced and sultry yeah it's in, it's in the eyes it's in the eyebrows it's in the lips it's in the nose it it, it you can see it if you look at it side by you side you can see it hashtag me to original uh, statue of liberty you are being ousted for a younger sexier fresh faced <laughs> version of me you too statue of liberty Oh, God. So not to do this. I don't think that's what the Me Too campaign was about. <laughs> I don't get it then. I don't understand what it meant. <laughs> I feel so lost with today's people. <laughs> I saw the greatest meme on Facebook or, or twi- uh, tweet or something. It was, they said, here's the best part. 
kids these days don't understand that a hashtag is technically the pound sign. <laughs> Ergo, the new feminist movement is pound me too. <laughs> They were getting pounded in the first place. <laughs> All right. See, All right, well. that, okay, Tony, that was the proper use of the Me Too hashtag. Pound Me Too? <laughs> well, not that I'm getting replaced by a younger, like the geriatric Statue of Liberty being replaced by a younger, more fresh-faced version. What Tony said is the more likely, the more relevant use of that hashtag. Tan- tangent story that semi-works oh, with God, this. here we go. But, so, uh... Without getting into any details, so I, I, I worked in an industry where somebody was trying to pass themselves off as um, being aware of things like social media, and they're like kind of on, on the cutting edge of them or, or whatever. And it, they were basically just looking to be a part of a project so they would be relevant in some form or another. So anyway, they give this presentation, and one of the first things they talk about, like, so the way that they do these things on social media, this is, this is years ago, by the way. This is like five years ago, seven years ago, something like that. And she goes, so the way that they do a lot of these things on social media is they do this pound sign thing. So so it'll be like, so so what we're trying to do with this whole campaign, I'm just making up the campaign. I'm like, this campaign that we're working on is like pound sign happy for this thing or whatever. And And it became crystal clear that she didn't know it was called hashtag, had no idea. So the funny thing was is the people that she's reporting to, they obviously don't know it either. So they're buying into it. And it's like the first question up there is like, um, why are you calling it pound sign? It's called it a, a hashtag? hashtag. Boom. Like in front of everybody. Like the, I, 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 and it's like that's how her presentation started. Like on a lot of, a lot of people who know me know that I'm like really into social media. I do social media stuff all the time. And it's like the first question is like, so clearly you've never done anything in social media whatsoever because anybody who's done anything for the last 20 minutes is well, aware that it's known as a hashtag. And even if she would have just said, okay, you're going to recognize this as a pound sign, but they, they right. call it a hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you have to like transition that earlier. Otherwise, yeah, exactly your point. You're like, um. Yeah, do you mean hashtag? Yeah. No, no, no. It's a pound sign. No, I know what you're calling it, Grandma, but it's it's known as a hashtag. Yeah, my story was better. <laughs> well, I can't I, I can't compete with that. To I be agree. honest, with you. I just I I, I I said, hey, I've got something like that. It's not going to be it. I, I first Mark, of all, I, Mark wanted to be part of the first of all. I never said like, it I wasn't was going. Talking enough. I, I never said. <laughs> Let me, let me I never said it was going to be as good as Tony's. I just said, hey, I kind of have a story. I didn't realize that I need to now grade up the thing. So see, so here's the here's the problem. Here's the here's the problem we now have is the majority of the things I say is better than anything that either of you say. So does that mean neither of you can say anything ever on any show? Uh, apparently. I just want to pat you on the head right God, now. That fucking hurts. That was a mic drop. Yeah, I know. Um, I heard it. A, a mic dropped it. On your desk, well, right in my ear. Well, it was. Imp- I had to. I wasn't just gonna metaphorically. I had to real mic. <laughs> I wasn't gonna metaphorically. <laughs> like, I, no, that's that's a mic. Well, then slap. drop it. Then drop it on a carpet, that's, not on a hardwood floor. Well, I, I wanted to make sure. It, it, no, it was heard. Trust it, me. Uh, it, I'm pretty sure you're the only one that popped out earbuds. Like, yeah. Try it real quick. Drop it on the floor. I'm gonna do it. Okay, well hold on. I will. No. Hold on. Hold on a second. No. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> It may have sounded better. That's Those are new mic mics, drop. by the way, that you're breaking. 
You dropped yours on the fucking desk. <laughs> Don't even. No, I, I, was, I knew there was an outside chance, but I'm like, is there any chance that she'll forget that only seconds before nope. I drop mine first? Nope. Nope. Right. On something hard versus mine was something patted and soft. <laughs> and mine sounded better. It did sound better. It sounded much better. Can we please move into prop bets? Yes. No. Yes. Let's talk more about mic drops and Two pound, out of three. You are outvoted. And pound me. <laughs> <laughs> Because for those of you that are unfamiliar, Prep Bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy <laughs> items. First up, the Pawn Stars Richard Harrison, a.k.a. the old man, he passed away last week after a lengthy battle with Parkinson's. He was 57 years old. Or, or 77. Or 77. Oh, yeah. I should read that for numbers. <laughs> be honest did you watch the last 20 years of pawn stars you know what? i gotta say they he didn't were, look they were weekend of burning that shit <laughs> three years they had a public uh, uh viewing isn't it weird? I'm, I'm not surprised no they're they're like icons in vegas i, I right agree now. i I don't, I don't know i guess just a public and he viewing was weird. was the least uh, he was a obnoxious. character, but he was the least. Yeah, he was the least obnoxious I, I, on the whole yeah, show. Yeah, I would almost argue he wasn't a character, he was and that's less, the like. He's, he was a character, but his character was himself. Right? He yeah, wasn't yeah, acting. yeah. It wasn't exaggerated. He was a grumpy old way, man or, that looked yeah. at all this bullshit and went, "Y'all are fucking crazy." Like, like you really kind of get the impression that, like, and, and I don't want to say that that the people on Pawn Stars are over exaggerating, but they they are kind of elevating their already personality to a, you know, it's like, okay, oh, can, can you dial it up a little bit? You get the impression they say that to him, and he's like. No. <laughs> yeah, my understanding was he actually said I plan I, I really like to live to, you know, about a hundred and two. And it goes, Yeah, the best I can give you is seventy seven. <laughs> oh. I had no idea where he was going with it. I did. No I was walking right through the room like, Oh really? Is that what he said? I didn't know that at all. I what did Rick say about it? <laughs> In, in all, uh, the best I can do is 77. That's good. That's that, good. That was good. We're calling an expert. In all, in all fairness, I do feel bad for the Harrison family. Yeah, well, of so course, yes. I, you yeah. know. Oh, sure. Why not? I mean, so. well, we're laughing and making jokes. <laughs> oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> an old man died. Let's all act like that's a sh- I, fucking shocker. In, in all honesty, Let me put on my sad face. I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> he was only 77. I agree. Oh, my I agree God, with you. right? Yeah, I agree. I, I thought he was 77 when I started watching <laughs> the show. <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. sort of lifestyle he lived, but I'd like to know so I can stay away from it. <laughs> <laughs> the upside is... All I had to ever do was hand him my martini. It was always shaken, never stirred. <laughs> We're going to get eight mail for this one. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to move on and talk about the fact that Good the idea. Las Vegas monorail has submitted requests for construction permits to expand their track down to Mandalay Bay. The expansion is expected to increase ridership, not only for extending South Strip, but bringing riders within walking distance of Radier Stadium. Radiers? Radiers Stadium. Raiders. I've heard good news about this Radier Stadium coming. <laughs> I would say radiators, but you really don't need those in Vegas. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I mean, hang on. I think radiators are just custom to most vehicles, regardless of what country. <laughs> Or part of country too. I, I was thinking radiator in a house. Like you had a, a radiator. Like it, it, I'm enjoying this. We are all just slightly off page from each other, and it's great. It's working perfectly. 
Bueno Vegas shared Golden Gate's progress expanding their casino into the space formerly home to Dupars. No word exactly when the renovations will be done, but knowing the Stevens Group, it won't be long. I don't have a whole lot to add other than I can't wait to see what, and I share this with you because I was at Golden Gate for the night downtown that we were there for 360 Vegas Vacation 6, yeah. and they don't have any restaurants at this point in time. When I had a, a food voucher that was a part of my overall Golden Gate package, I had to hoof it down to the D to actually be able to use my food voucher because they've got literally no eateries there, or at least no eateries that you can use your you know, your comp values at. And this is going to be interesting. I really, truly expected them to have put something in there. And my guess is they're just hedging their bet, waiting until whatever opens across the street at the former Las Vegas club. I'm with you. I I believe they're hedging their bets on Grandissimo, that they're just going, and I'm just going to call it that now because I'm tired of calling it 18 Fremont. But uh, that they're just hedging their bets on that because it's it's across the street. Well, and it's a real quick walk. And right now to go to, from Golden Gate to the D. Well, that's that, a hike. Is that really any farther than walking from your elevators to pick a restaurant in any oh, other casino? Sure. On the street? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, just not. a little bit because that's two blocks. <laughs> it it, it puts it in perspective, though, blocks. doesn't it, Karen? Just it does. how close everything is in downtown. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. So I had no issue because we were staying at. Um, California. Uh, California. And I was like, I need food. I'm looking for a cafe. Where do I go? And I walked out to Fremont and back and then down to Main Street. Main Street did have one and walked to Plaza. I would have walked that far in any casino on the strip just to find something to eat. What so I it's like, not that bad. What I like about this is we have, we just lost two slot parlors, basically. And now the Stevens Group has made a full-fledged casino. Hotel casino. There's no restaurant. That's all we got. Oh, I see your point. We got gaming, so bar, hotel. Next door. Boom. Yeah. What was whatever it oh, was? Oh, this is Labayu. Yeah, the Labayu. So he expanded into that, made that all. I see your point, and then moved into the two bars. Right. <laughs> Get your pancakes out of here. <laughs> what is this food? Get it out of here. That does I can't make me make sad. Money off from pancakes. <laughs> Those pancakes were good. That does make me sad. You can't gamble with these. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding ding! No, this doesn't work. They, they're too big. The little the little pancakes won't fit in the, the slots, the coin slots. You do it all right. Silver dollars, but there's nothing. <laughs> they don't sell silver dollars. They're do like the these. size of fucking manhole covers. I know, right? <laughs> the Neon Museum now offers self-guided tours of the Neon Boneyard. The times are available. Wait a minute. Oh, Neon. <laughs> wow. What's the difference between the Neon Museum and the Neon Boneyard? The Neon Boneyard is where you walk around and see the signs. The Neon Museum is the entire complex. I'm making this up. I don't know. Yeah, that's odd. I know they. I know they've both been referred to. The same place has been referred to it. I've. I've always assumed that's what it was. I, there's no documentation to support that. <laughs> All right. So, the Neon Museum now offers self-guided tours to the Neon Boneyard. The at times are available scheduled guided tours and due to the construction of their books, well, they're going to change daily. If you want to check it out at neonmuseum.org for the most updated information, you can go there and tickets are reporting 19 bucks. You know, here's the deal. How do you work that? So do you go in for $19 and you're not allowed to hear what's being said? Like, do you have to listen to Bose headphones? Hold on, hold on. Did Did you actually comprehend what you just read? 
oh no, I just read the words. Yeah, I'm yeah. So I'm Ron Burgundy. So the times available that's are going to be that's in between guided tours, so they won't have anyone talking about it. It's it's that you have to check the schedule so they know what times their guided tours are going to end. What happens when I buy a ticket five minutes before a guided tour? You're I mean, going to have to wait until that guided tour's slow. over. Yeah. Real slow. You're going to have to wait. <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay, I've seen Anchorman, I think, once. I don't think he forced me to watch Anchorman 2. And when he said Ron Burgundy, all I thought was Scotch, Scotch, Scotchity, Scotch. I love Scotch. <laughs> that is a Ron Burgundy thing. It is, yeah. Okay. It is. Okay. That, that's what I thought with Tony. All right. Can of... Oh. <laughs> that's awesome. Jesus. I the best part is like mentally she needs to like take a few steps back to get a running start. <laughs> to get a running start. <laughs> oh, I gave up my running after a 360 Vegas vacation exercise experience. That's okay. Not true. Uh, on, yeah. It kind Cannabition, of go. I'm trying. It just sounds funny. Cannabition, which is the weed museum coming to Neonopolis. <laughs> there are two works there that shouldn't belong in the same <laughs> What, weed in museum? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We'll open August 2nd. As a reminder, you cannot buy or consume marijuana at the marijuana museum. (laughs) It seems like like the definition of entrapment, right? (laughs) A cable failure, whatever the hell that means, is to blame for a three-hour power outage at Flamingo and Cromwell this week. Rumors reported the outage affected the high roller, but Caesars Entertainment reassured that that isn't possible because the high roller is run off a separate generator. Uh, if you believe uh, Vital Vegas, that's some bullshit. Because <laughs> right. I see. I argue that the high roller moves so fucking slow you wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> that's clever. <laughs> Kim Sinatra. Wynn Resort's top lawyer is stepping down from her position as regulators continue their investigation into the company's handling of Steve Wynn's sexual misconduct issues. Now, Ms. Sinatra was the highest paid non-CEO executive in Las Vegas, making over $13 million a year. The highest paid executive in Vegas? It was Sheldon Adelson at $26 million. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. Win Las Vegas, if you're listening right now, I will be more than happy to take on that. <laughs> and I, you know what? I'll do it for half the price. I, I'm a bargain. Bargain. You get, you get all of this. <laughs> all, of this. all of this. All of this. All of this. For half the price. And I will just say this. I, I'm not mad at her for being the highest paid non-CEO because in in my experience lawyers deserve it in that you, arena my, my best friends yeah with the with the work that I've done I've learned your lawyers are your best friends because yeah. they will keep you out of a shitload of trouble so especially when you're fucking every random well, employee exactly <laughs> so when you think about that on top of yes I'm, sh- I'm, I'm good, sure number one a good lawyer is worth their money number two a good lawyer keeping St- Steve Wynn out of trouble for that long? For that long. Yeah. For that long. <laughs> that, I mean, that's there. why she's stepping down. I'm like, ah, fuck, they got me. No, I, I don't deserve this anymore. I don't deserve this anymore. You got caught. It was my job to make sure you didn't get caught. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's probably going to do it for news and prop bets. We should probably check the river.
We have sound effects in post that go in. You don't have to do that. Sorry, it just popped into my head. No, it's excellent. In fairness, I actually let it play out in my head as well. <laughs> you, you were pausing for, the, for it, weren't you? Just the buffer. You were like, you I just want to hear it. Okay. All right, Karen, do the intro, would you? Okay, so um, we do have some audio. It is part three of Steve-O's trip report. Yeah, here it is. Hey, 360 Steve-O again, talking about day three in Vegas, staying at the Mirage. Fantastic. We woke up with part of our party intact. We went over to uh, Hash House of Go-Go. Fantastic place. That's over at uh, Harris. Um, I would say the probably link. the best place on the I was going to say, when did Harris open one? I, but yeah, that's Link. Yeah. I thought it was a... No, it's Link. Oh, that's right. There's it, one in Plaza, was, too. Right. I, no, I was thinking the old, um, uh, what Link used to be. Imperial Palace. Yes, the one that I blacked out. Yeah, okay. I guess, it, where is it at in, in Link? So it's Upstairs. way back by the, by the cashier's cage. Oh, you still have to go up the escalator? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. right. Yep. Yep. All right. Strip for Vegas. Reasonably priced. Good portions. The food was fantastic. Nothing better than some biscuits and gravy and potatoes in the morning after a night of drinking on Fremont Street. <laughs> and the Bloody Marys were great there. Uh, a couple people in our group were so-so on the Bloody Marys only because the Bloody Marys, they're a little chunkier. I don't mind that in there, but a couple of people, they didn't really care for the uh, the chunkiness. They do provide a larger straw in the Bloody Marys at Hash House, so uh, that was nice for them. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm a little concerned as what the chunkier Bloody Marys are. I, I, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Yes. You know what's grosser than gross? Oh, no. oh, God. When you drink a Bloody Mary and you got a pubic hair in your mouth. No. <laughs> All right. So Jesus here's the deal. Here's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Here's what I, so I that's going to do it for what, episode. What kind <laughs> of Bloody Mary are you drinking? That's the thing. Let's let's clarify there. Because wow. I think you're. Yikes. Can we yeah. get to the chunk? I don't know. I don't know so if I want to know. So the chunky part obviously is they're making it fresh. So they're throwing the tomatoes straight into the blender, oh. but they don't totally puree it enough so that the tomatoes are thoroughly smooth. And so you get still some of that fresh tomato flavor as a part of the Bloody Mary itself. Okay, but, but I'm sorry. No, then you need to strain it. You, you need to. Nah, no, you don't want chunks of tomato in your drink in the morning. That's not. No, yeah. no. Yeah. The Mirage. One thing I forgot to mention is that we take our own plastic cups with lids. They look a lot like Starbucks cups. We get them from Amazon. We load up our drinks in the room, take them right down to the pool. We're already entering with Starbucks cups, and they look like they're from Starbucks. So they let us right in the pool with those with, uh, <laughs> with our alcohol. So that makes it really nice. And honestly, isn't this what Vegas and, and the bullshit they're doing with the booze swapping, isn't this just what you're encouraging? Like, we're just not going to play your fucking game. Like, all right, fine. I'll just bring my own booze. Well, and it's, it's not even the booze swapping. It's what they charge for a drink. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, by the pool. I, I just, I, I was thinking a, a larger issue. But you are absolutely right. That, no, if you're asking, we, we started doing that years if ago. If you're we're asking like, for comp drinks, and you, it, and even I know enough, okay, so if I want a vodka water, I'm not going to ask for a goose and water because I know I'm not going to get it. Yeah. You ask for something like an absolute, that's completely reasonable. Yeah. If you taste it, no, you're definitely not getting absolute. You're getting whatever the well shit is. Yeah, it kind of pisses you off. Yeah. So that I get. But no, what he's talking about is just I, I'm not paying for pool drinks. That's clever. I uh, stayed at the pool for a while. We ate at the pool. The pool's got a nice menu over at the Mirage. I had a salad because 
It's a marathon, not a race. <laughs> Turning in early. Okay, after True. that, we went to uh, Tilted Kilt over at the link. We had some nice food over there. I uh, would like to remember what we had, but <laughs> um, I just remember it was a good time. From the link, we went over to the Cosmo, the Bon Bar, always one of my favorite places, a great atmosphere over yep. there at the Bon yeah. Bar. Uh, and the good thing about it is you you can sit around, too. You can find a seat to kind of lounge around there. Drinks are pretty reasonably priced, you know, a little more on the pricey side, but not quite like a nightclub or anything like that. They got a DJ there that'll happily take your request and take your money, but he probably won't play them at all. So we had a great time there. Uh, In fairness, my understanding, Franco asked for Sweet Caroline, and so (laughs) Neil Diamond doesn't doesn't play well at the the bars. I I get it. There's not an Uncy version to that? Steve-O? Not, not nice, nice. <laughs> and, and usually you need to be in a piano bar kind of vibe, otherwise right? it's sweet. Or or a karaoke <laughs> vibe. <Right. laughs> that was excellent. That was excellent. My what do you call that? The the water the the water spout thing, where you do the little. Oh, the the the. Uh, yes. What do you call that? Sprinkler. It's not sprinkler. sprinkler. It's the. Uh, it is a sprinkler. No, is it the dance move? No, I think. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, where you put your left arm. Kind of like. <laughs> no, you don't have to explain it. I know the dance you're talking <laughs> about. I'm not, trying to remember the name. I know. I know what it is too. I think it's the sprinkler. I feel mm. like it isn't. I, I feel like it is. All right. Sorry. And I'm not even gonna say what I thought that sounded like because that would have been completely <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> So we're just gonna move on. Karen's all like, "Hey guys, hey guys, you know what's grosser than gross?" No, <laughs> no more. That, that no is more. not even the direction. Everyone, I stop! Was we're going back to Steve-O. They're pretty late. Just walked back over to uh, the Mirage, grabbing a couple beers on the way back, stumbling back, finishing up at the pantry. Again, one of our favorite places to eat this trip. The food was, I, uh, I would say, it's a little pricier than some of the other places. But the food quality is really good, and the uh, atmosphere is really good. And one thing you can't beat was it was right next to the elevators. So right <laughs> yes. We could go up to the room and plus. pass out. It Absolutely. So anyway, thanks for everything that you do. Thanks for all the information that you guys provide for us. Uh, we listen to your podcast all the time, uh, especially when we're driving to Vegas. It's about a four-hour drive for us, so it's a nice listen for us to uh, to learn about some new things so thank you thank you for sharing your uh, your vegas saying. adventures thank you for sending in the audio that's fun i love hearing people's trip reports cool. i apologize steve that i bastardized your trip report it was it was delightful <laughs> don't, i apologize don't blatant. you apologize we're having fun he'll he gets it he's listened to this show enough he understands he, he the risk clearly knew he knows the <laughs> right. risk that he runs <laughs> we could either be paying attention or could just go off the rails it, yeah. just, it happens yeah I I think part of the what's fun about trip reports is either it gives you somebody talks about something that you've experienced. And so it gives you like like your experience is a baseline. Mm -hmm. So when they give their report, was it better or worse than your experience? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Or if you haven't experienced it, then it sets a baseline of this is what so and so thought of it. Right. And so, you know, based on their impression 
am I willing to give it a chance? And, you know, we've talked about this on this podcast many a time. There's so many things to do in Vegas Mm -hmm. that if you don't knock it out of the ballpark, people are going to try other things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I like I keep looking at uh, Taylor and Tara who are spending every time they so they live in they live to Vegas fairly frequency uh, frequently. And they stay at like Grand Va- uh, Grand Grand Valley. What? Is, no, it's not. That's a college in West great, great, Michigan. Uh, no, what is it? Uh, G- Gr- Green, Green Valley Ranch. GVR. Green. Green Valley. That's it. Green Valley. <laughs> Green. Go ahead and Google search Grand Valley. <laughs> Grand Valley State. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> you know, they they stay at Green Valley a lot. They have time and time again have tried out Red Rock, and it's fun to get ex- to experience those situations through their eyes because they bring a level to it that I've never been. I mean, I've visited those facilities or those resorts before, but I've never stayed there. They add a level to it that I just can't relate to. So it's fun to get to experience other people's experiences. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah, totally. Tom, I hope you're happy. This is what happens when you give me bourbon. Yeah, the listeners will be happy. They'll all be saying, thank you, Tom. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, fine. I guess that's probably going to do it then for episode number 272. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog. It's at 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show, which is at patreon.com slash 360vegas. You can support the show by purchasing things from our affiliates like Amazon.com, Earth Limos, or just make a PayPal donation. Of course, you can buy merchandise from the show. That's Zazzle.com slash 360Vegas. Of course, you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send us some feedback, written or audio, much like Steve-O did, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. And if you aren't sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show. We do have instructions on how you can do that on the blog's main page. How slurry was that? You know what's funny? I was like, now I know why I feel so at home when I watch Drunk History. I'm like, I've heard these people, I've heard people talk like this. Frequently, I've heard people talk like this and it just feels right. It just feels right. Like in my head, that was frankly British people. Alistair couldn't have come in and recorded it any better than that. In my head, I heard the most perfect diction. It was. Words. You enunciated perfectly, my dear. It's brilliant. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360 Vegas Tony. Karen. I'm at Karen Mark. He just told you where you can find me. So, till next time.